Have you ever felt... I'm Bruce Nolan for Eyewitness News. Hey, wacky Bruce. Unappreciated. In the newsroom, we don't wear hairnets. <laughs> God, why do you hate me? Have you ever thought life... What are you doing over there? ...was unfair? <laughs> Have you ever complained about it? Jeez, so God is picking on you? What is that? The only one around here not doing his job is you! You must be Bruce. Who are you? I'm God. <laughs> Please. Okay, how many fingers am I holding up? Seven. Aha! Yeah! Well, I'm doing this thing called Super Bowl Sundays where I smoke a giant bowl. Where you smoke weed. And then yeah. <laughs> I uh, listen or watch or read something brand new that I because I, I tend to oh. fall into the pattern of repeating the same things because it's comforting Watching the office yeah, yeah it's comforting I'm anxious all the time and also COVID is still happening just in case someone from the future is listening to this COVID is still happening <sighs> and um so I do Super Bowl Sundays I've been listening to a lot of bands that people have been raving about for a long time, including Weezer, I still don't get it. And no, we okay. Well, we can talk about Weezer separately. We'll do, okay, we, okay. We can do a whole mini episode on Weezer. There are only two Weezer albums worth listening to: the Blue Album and the Green Album. Uh, well, the Green Album's okay. Oh no, but, but you're white. Album, you like Pinkerton. I like. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> I forgot. That's, I forgot. Okay. Yeah. That's. Yeah. You kind of nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Probably Should Have Known Better, celebrating comedy that has aged very poorly. My name is Tony Ginocchio, joined as always by my wonderful co-host, she's the Alpha and Omega of comedy. Oh, uh, shit. That's a lot of pressure. Thank you. <laughs> it's Nadia Vasquez. Hello. I do my best. So, I appreciate the vote of confidence. You, you do your best, and it's, and it's wonderful, Nadia. And today we are once again talking about the Lord. Yes. Uh, as we do another comedy about God uh, from the year 2003, Bruce Almighty. Uh, starring Jim Carrey, directed by Tom Shadyak. Tom Shadyak is the first director we have done three films by. Hell yeah! For, for this podcast. Um, this is... Uh, I saw this in theaters in high school. Uh, it is yet another selection that I owned on DVD. I'm not <laughs> um, surprised. So I could just watch my own copy. Um, and the movie is... A, the movie is about Bruce Nolan, uh, played by Jim Carrey, a local uh, newsman in Buffalo, New York, who clearly has generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah, uh, and narcissistic and, personality disorder. 
a narcissistic personality disorder, thinks uh, God hates him because he gets passed up for a promotion uh, at his work. Um, and uh, after giving an angry late-night rant to God, um, God, played by Morgan Freeman, uh, who <laughs> has not manifested himself to humanity in 2,000 years for any reason, uh, decides to appear to this guy who complained about his job. <laughs> <laughs> and say okay well you think you can do a better job being god you're god now you have all of my powers so jim carrey gets to be god um he gets his job back he makes his wife hornier <laughs> he uh but but pretty soon all that power uh starts to kind of blow up in his face and he learns some important lessons uh about being the miracle um, and, and I will say, Nadia, uh, this, Jim Carrey, awesome job. I think. Oh man. Loved, what a, what a star. Loved his performance. I watched, loved his um, performance. I watched Catch Me If and You I, Can with, with my, uh, friends this past weekend over Netflix party. And I thought there aren't a lot of movie stars that we've had in our podcast that have like I can't not watch Leonardo DiCaprio or Tom Hanks, right? And right. I thought, who is it in our pod series that we've been able to say, this is a movie star? Jim Carrey. The thing the thing about Jim Carrey is, if you pitch me on Jim Carrey as blank, whatever's in the blank, I'm probably going to be like, yeah, I'd watch yeah, that. Yeah, he's so, he's amazing. He's, he's yeah. great in this, even though this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, I think, gives a great performance um, there are parts of the script, I think, that are really, really funny, and then the message of the movie is truly horrifying, <laughs> I would say, because um, if you go back to season two and you listen to our episode on the invention of lying, uh, the message of that movie by Ricky Gervais was, there's no God, and we invented God so that we could have some sort of moral code in the world. Uh, which is a better message than Bruce Almighty, which tells you there is a God, he just isn't listening to you, doesn't care about you, and will do nothing to help you ever. Okay, I didn't get that message from the movie at all. <laughs> what movie did you watch? <laughs> I watched, like, uh, but, uh, okay, well, we'll get, I mean, we'll get into the details here, but, like, it's it's a God who who does not listen to or answer your prayers. That's very no, he, explicit. But he does, though. He listens to your prayers, but he doesn't give them a yes unless it's something that's right for you. So he has to say no. But, okay. And then he's like, ah, but Bruce, the real miracle is when people lift themselves up by their boots. Yes, yes, yes. That was very capitalistic. Very clearly that, American. Like, <laughs> Very libertarian god yeah. in this movie. Okay. And also it's played by Morgan Freeman, who's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. Did you know that he doesn't even believe in God and he wanted this part? I mean, I get why they cast him, right? Yeah, well, they were going to give the role to Jack Nicholson originally. and Jack. Oh, really? Yeah, but Jack Nicholson, because he, he wanted to play that because he had played the devil in another movie. So he wanted mm -hmm. to kind of bookend it, but then he dropped out. And then they got Morgan Freeman, and Morgan Freeman apparently was a nightmare. Um, and then has now done a, a documentary series about his quest to understand God. Okay, well. There's a lot going on, but it's called. There's a lot. It's called, what is it called? <laughs> Hold on. Do, 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 do. It's called The Story of God docuseries. So check that out. 
Wow. Um, anyways, also check out those allegations against Morgan <laughs> Freeman. So, uh, Nadia, this is 2003, so we're back in the 2000s, yeah. uh, widely considered by both of us to be the worst decade for comedy. Yes, um, but the best decade for fashion is around the emo time, just started around oh, this time. Oh, of course. And music, nothing beats early 2000s pop punk and emo. Uh, okay. So in 2003, Tony, there's a lot to cover. The top songs <laughs> include, oh, I'm laughing, Eminem's Lose Yourself, <laughs> Mom Spaghetti. It's it's pronounced Mom Spaghetti. <laughs> it's not- Academy, Academy Award winning song, Mom Spaghetti by Eminem. <laughs> I'm only one fact in and I can't hold it in. Okay. And sorry, just side note on Mom Spaghetti, but... Uh, um, so like two three weeks ago sea shanties were really big Mm -hmm. you guys remember that uh my buddy also listens to the podcast uh laura in chicago shout out laura uh she did send me a sea shanty cover of mom spaghetti why did you not send that to me i'll send it to you uh, as soon as we're done i I appreciate that okay top songs included (laughs) mom spaghetti outcasts hey ya which like can you remember exactly where you were when when you hear this even the title of the song I I do actually remember where I was, because um, I was in I was in my carpool on my way to high school, and I can specifically remember where on the route to high school we were. Yes. Hey, yeah. Oh, it's time. the best. I think of the roller rink that was also a dance floor for people under eighteen. Um, <laughs> too much to unpack with that one. We also had Beyonce's "Crazy in Love" as a top hit, and B two her first uh, first solo her first solo uh, single right exactly yeah. yes. And B2K featuring P. Diddy, Bump, 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 which is, oh, that, mm. that song slaps so hard. Uh, the Lizzie McGuire movie came out that year. Where they go to Italy. Yeah. So <laughs> there's some Italian-American representations that our listeners can research and report back about. God, Paolo's such a bastard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen the movie. Team Gordo. Okay. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix came out that year. The book. The book. The OC started to become very, very popular around that time, and the overall fuckability of emo guys who love Death Cab for Cutie also rose. Yes, all of a <laughs> I was about to say it was a huge year for guys that listen to whisper ass uh, rock. <laughs> exactly. Apple launched iTunes, the good version of it, in two thousand three, which has since just absolutely declined into Just unusable yeah terrible the 2003 invasion of iraq occurred in 2003 and it was initially called operation iraqi liberation but was quickly changed to operation iraqi freedom due to the acronym spelling out oil which i thought was funny this was around the time i became radicalized just personally Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King won 11 Oscars, winning every category it was in, sweeping the whole ceremony. People are saying that is the greatest movie of all time because of that, but we all know awards are fake. And mean awards nothing. Awards are fake, and also, it's not even the best Lord of the Rings movie, yeah. like, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> Paris Hilton's sex tape came out that year, One Night in Paris. I'm sure you can find that online if you really wanted to. Natalie Maines, the lead singer of the Dixie Chicks, told a London crowd that she was ashamed of yeah. the president of the United States and that he's from Texas. Mm. And then their career absolutely 
got completely blackballed out of the music which industry. is so unfair but insane their newest insane. album really good slaps oh god slaps. i listen to great it great all the time okay <laughs> uh this was also the year madonna kissed britney spears at the vmas every website that i went to was talking about how madonna kissed britney spears and they always forget that she also kissed christina aguilera but they cut to justin timberlake when the kiss happened because she, he and britney had just broken up so Christina never gets the credibility of being like a ooh I kiss Madonna girl on girl yeah. action. It's it's too bad for Christina honestly. <laughs> and uh, finally, the top shows were CSI. Amer- oh American Idol! I got surprised. I don't know why. <laughs> Friends was number three. Number four, <laughs> The Apprentice, and number five was ER. And Friends, this would have been, I believe, the final year of Friends. This was the final year of Friends. This is the, this movie was filmed at the same time as the final year of Friends. And along came Polly. So Jennifer Aniston uh, was doing all three at the same time. Jennifer Aniston doing all three and then presumably realizing, wait, I'm a gazillionaire. I don't have to do this. Yeah. And then she started doing really good stuff. Um, yeah, uh, he's just not that into you six years later. Yeah. Um, this was the fifth highest grossing film of 2003, $242 million domestic and $484 million worldwide. This beat the Matrix, uh, two, the Matrix Reloaded when it opened at the box office. Um, and which makes sense because the Matrix Reloaded wasn't very good. Um, if this is not Jim Carrey's single highest grossing film, it's certainly in the top three, but I think this actually may be number one. Um, wow. It was nominated for a ton of awards that don't matter. Um, <laughs> it nominated for Best Actor at the MTV Movie Awards nice. and Best Kiss at the MTV Movie Awards. I don't know why. Ew. Um, that kiss? What? Yeah. Okay. Nominee for Favorite Movie at the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards <laughs> and uh, won the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards for Favorite Actor for Jim Carrey. And then, incredibly, this was nominated for a BET Comedy Award what? for Morgan Freeman. And this is the second film uh, that we have watched after Bringing Down the House that has received an NAACP Image Award uh, for Morgan Freeman's performance. Hell yeah, Black Man is God. That was very controversial at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, This movie also, uh, speaking of controversial around the depiction of God, this movie was, uh, for a minute, banned in the country of Egypt. Mm -hmm. uh, And Malaysia. And Malaysia, yes. uh, Because the depiction of God is an ordinary man. Um, There was also a less controversial thing, but had to be edited. There is a phone number that Bruce receives on his beeper. If you watch the movie now, it's 555-0123. It was not that. In the theatrical release of the film, it was an actual phone number that people started calling because they wanted to talk to God, <laughs> and it did not go to God. It went to someone's home. So uh, it is edited in the film, and actually the dialogue is 80-yard when they <laughs> mention the number. That's amazing. Well, I, I looked yeah. this up as well, and I found a few other fun facts. Um, I'm not super happy with the way that Latin people are treated in this movie, Um <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about ultra-fuckable news anchor played by the uh, girl from JAG? Yeah, and the thugs, they're called thugs. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, a man who delivers Jim Carrey coffee. It's great. 
Valdez. Well, Juan Valdez. Yeah, exactly. Juan Valdez with uh, fresh ground Colombian coffee. Yeah, through the window. Uh, yeah, so Eva Mendez was originally supposed to play Susan Ortega, but uh, oh. but decided to be in Too Fast, Too Furious instead, which maybe was a mistake. I don't know. I don't know. It's close, It's man. close. This movie did really well. Yeah, yeah. So she did that. Um, also, this movie is based on a book called Almighty Me by Robert Bosch. It's about... I did not know that. Yeah, it's, a, it's about a car salesman who hates his job so instead of a news anchor and a narcissist the man is just a a car salesman and he's having trouble with his family he already has a family uh they needed to increase bruce's stakes i feel like (laughs) the they didn't credit the author though so there is a little bit of controversy surrounding that where it's like did they steal the idea or did they ask permission it's not super clear but the idea is for the most part, everyone believes everything was settled financially. So that was that. Okay. Uh, and then Judd Apatow is also the script doctor for this movie, which I was oh, okay. not surprised about. It, it, it had a little bit of the Apatow-y, I need to get into my feelings kind of third act. Yes, there's definitely some feelings in this movie, uh, which is, I think, why I liked it as a very uh, emotional high schooler. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, in addition to Jim Carrey and Morgan Freeman, you got Jennifer Aniston as uh, Bruce's live-in girlfriend. You have uh, Catherine Bell, who I uh, just described as the fuckable woman from JAG, but she is uh, the the sly temptress Susan Ortega. She says Ortega. Then, Ortega. <laughs> and then you have a pre-The Office Steve Carell yes. uh, as Evan Baxter, who would eventually get his own spin-off film. Uh, Evan Almighty. Um, it's funny because uh, he does this film in 2003. In 2004, he was in Anchorman, where he also plays <laughs> a newscaster. And of course, prior to both of these films, most of his career was uh, in The Daily Show uh, with Jon Stewart. So uh, he just has only been playing newsmen until he gets the office in 2005. But he still has to wear a suit. Yes. So... Can only play suit roles. <laughs> he's got very broad shoulders. I don't want to talk about it. He's he's hot. <laughs> he's hot in a really weird way. Uh, um, not not not. Do you think Carell is hot? But like for the weird roles, like have you seen Foxcatcher? Oh my god. Um, no, I've seen Dan in real life though, and he's pretty hot in that. Um, she's like, I'm sorry, I don't know what it is about seeking a friend for the end of the world, but... <laughs> no, that movie was terrible. I'm that movie's a fucking bummer, guys. <laughs> don't see it. I hate it. <laughs> I don't like Kira Knightley's face acting either. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so we're not here to just name Steve Carell films. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about, let's talk about Bruce Almighty. Cool. Um, so we open on... Uh, Bruce, Jim Carrey, and he's doing a news report, but he only gets assigned, like, the fun, human interest, uh, local news pieces. Yeah, he's the funny guy of the group. And you Mm -hmm. all know that if you tell someone you're the funny guy, they always want to prove themselves. They want to do a little bit more. The, the, uh, the desire to be taken seriously, um, even if you're a funny person, uh, is inside every comedian, and it makes them hate themselves. And it also applies to Jim Carrey's career, quite frankly. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, so he does this little feature story on a local bakery that's trying to make the world's largest cookie. Um, and there's some really funny lines in this opening scene. So funny. He asked the, the owner, why did you want to do this? And she's like, the health department came and they found rat pellets. And we were like, they're not rat pellets, they're chocolate chips. And so we thought we would make a giant cookie and then maybe everyone will come back. Uh, and he's like, okay, well, we're gonna, I appreciate your candor. Uh, we're gonna take that again. Like, his, his reactions to all this is perfect. He's so it's good. Great. He's so good. The, the chariots of fire montage where he's pouring milk over all the kids <laughs> yes. as they're eating the giant cookie is great. Um, and, uh, and then when he, like, gets to the newsroom and Steve Carell is making fun of him and he does the bit, do you like jazz, Evan? Yeah. And he minds playing a trumpet and flipping him off all the time. That's hilarious, too. That's really funny. I saw this movie in the theaters with my dad and we would, you know, for like a year afterward, we would still quote, I can hold that note all day, buddy. <laughs> That's really sweet. Yeah, but we find out, unfortunately, that making people laugh is pretty much as far as he can go because he is not going to get the anchorman job. Mm -mm. He wants the anchorman no. job. One of the, the longstanding anchormans, anchormen is finally retiring and he wants to take his place, but it's between him and Steve Carell. And yeah. I mean, who has the better shoulders? Who has the better shoulders? They're not going to. So, so, you know, they, they don't announce it. Bruce has been having a rough morning anyway. He got to work late. His dog is still pissing on all the furniture in his house. Poor Bruce. Um, yeah, and it's just, you know, it's really the worst life you can imagine for anyone. Yeah, having um, a beautiful apartment in Buffalo, New living, York. Living with Jennifer Aniston in a spacious apartment uh, with a reliable middle-class uh, job. Yeah, um, and a reliable car. It's it's hard to imagine, especially in 2021, you know, with benefit of retrospect, hard to imagine any life possibly worse than that. And it totally <laughs> makes sense that God would have to come down uh, for the first time in millennia again uh, to talk to Bruce and straighten him out. Um, but uh, what the producer tells him is like, look, it's sweeps week. We're not going to run your bakery story because it's sweeps week, but it's, you know, 100th anniversary of the Maid of the Mist boat. Go to Niagara Falls. We'll put you on live to interview, like, the, the boat captain and stuff. He's like, oh, my God, I'm going to be on live during sweeps week. This is it. This is my shot to be anchor. Uh, but things don't work out. Yeah. He has to put on a, a hat with an umbrella on it to stay dry. And he can hear everything going on in the studio because they're obviously going to throw to him. And he hears that Evan got the anchor job and not him. Get, right before they go to him live, they announce that, that Evan's going <laughs> to be I love anchored. the moment where they cut to him and his yeah. eyes are filled with tears. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So he just... Um, has and again it's really fucking funny and it's a great performance he just has this on-air meltdown where he starts <laughs> cussing out everyone he starts cussing out the old woman and asking her why she threw the diamond in the ocean yeah why, why she didn't let leo dicaprio <laughs> on the big door and then he starts he wants to get the captain on the camera and the captain's like no i'm good because he sees that this guy's totally falling apart yeah it's great uh you know, is the bedrock of my life eroding beneath me? And then screams, eroding! 
uh, into the camera and then says, I'm Bruce Nolan for Channel 7. Back to you, fuckers! <laughs> That's really good. I feel like I could just watch that. But then there has to be more plot. There has to be God, unfortunately. <sighs> Ruined. Um, and here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. And I want to just get real for a second okay. here. I have felt like Bruce before. Also, without justification. I have thought God was picking on me or didn't like me. I have had, call it narcissism, call it whatever you want, but I have had feelings of being like, I just want one thing to go right and it's not going right for me, even though my life has been generally pretty good. And then, in 2014, I started taking an SSRI. (laughs) And I stopped fucking thinking that. Yeah. And I got a lot more done. Congratulations. Just, I'm so happy to hear that. Um, I think we need and, to send Bruce definitely definitely need to send him to a therapist. He has anger problems. He there are a lot of things that he does in this movie that fall into narcissistic personality disorder. I'm not a therapist, but yeah. I have done some research and he he does f- have a lot of the symptoms. Uh anytime he uh his girlfriend Jennifer Aniston would bring up her name was Grace. Let's just Yeah, do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? They're like, what should we name the girlfriend? How about Jesus? No, we can't do that. Grace. Grace. Yeah. So Grace is trying to tell him, you know, or is trying to just spend some quality time with him and trying to tell him, like, just be thankful for the things that you have, you know, that kind of thing. Well, she, you know, they're like working on a photo album together. He gives her this big monologue, right? Where he, So he, where he's like, I'm not happy with my mediocre life, which again, his life is not mediocre, but... She's like, well, why is this all about you? It's always about That's you. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So yes. so he he's like, instead of being like, oh, I'm sorry, let me have some mindfulness and maybe some self-reflection and realize. Yeah, you're right. You're right, sweetie. I'm making this all about me. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're making this about you. Classic narcissist. Hated it. Yeah. Was very upset. Yeah. Really wanted Jennifer Aniston to get a new boyfriend. But, um, uh, and the other thing is, uh, after he has his on-air meltdown, he's fired from, from the station, and uh, he, um, as he's heading back to his car, he sees the Buffalo chapter of the Latin Kings uh, starting to... <laughs> I've uh, been to harass- Buffalo. There is no, there are no Mexicans <laughs> there, okay? <laughs> he sees, he sees uh, them uh, start to, uh, harassing a, a homeless guy, and... Um, and he yells at them, and then they come and beat him up. So his day is going from bad to worse. And then he yells at Jennifer Aniston, and uh, and she, uh, you know, he, he they, they just have a fight. And so he goes out for a long drive by himself and starts talking to God. I've done that. I've, I have also done that. Yeah, I've definitely gone on a long drive with, like, a conversation with God. But it's just me having a conversation with myself and me being like, no, God was there. <laughs> Yeah, it's me talking to myself and then uh, hitting the forward button on the CD player when there's a dashboard confessional track I don't like. <laughs> right. And... <laughs> or in my case, just the first four and then you switch the album. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but um, there's a there's a thing that, that keeps happening here, which is he's in the car talking to God and he's like, send me a sign. And then I don't know if you got this, Nadia, because it was really subtle. But uh, there were just a bunch of, like, things that happened that could be interpreted as God communicating to Bruce. Yeah, like a sign that says, caution ahead. And another right. sign that says, stop, dead end. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, and, I don't know, uh, did you get it? 
did you get it? Did you get it, did guys? Did you get it? Um, he, he goes out of his car and he yells at the, I, I don't know what body of water, I guess it's like some sort of Hudson Bay type body of water. I'm not sure. If you're from upstate New York, don't yell at Sorry. me. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I know but, about uh, a garbage plate. <laughs> he, he screams, uh, the only one not doing his job here is you, right? Yeah. And, uh, and then he yells, answer me. And then his pager goes off. Because uh, it's 2003 and everybody has them. Right. And uh, he doesn't recognize the number, so he's like, ah, the hell with it. Except it keeps beeping Except him. Except <laughs> they keep beeping him. Beepity beepity. Because it's God. Yep. Uh, he throws it out the window and it gets run over that, by a car and it's still beeping. Yeah, that scene where he throws it out the window, by the way, took like 30 takes. Yeah. I've seen the bloopers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so yeah there there is a blooper reel over the end credits which has some funny moments um but uh he calls the number and they're like come down to this address or we'll just keep beeping you bruce uh and so he goes down to an office called omnipresence <laughs> which is a pun yeah and then he walks into a puddle here's okay here's my problem with the puddle moment he blames god for stepping into the puddle when he that, was not actually being present and looking where he was looking. That, that is insane that you would blame God for the puddle. But again, like, I have been in those shoes before, but there's ways to address this. Yeah. <laughs> also, sleeping more. <laughs> sleep, yeah, like, get some sleep. Um, get get some good, like, exercise habits together. Yeah. Like, and, you know, and again, find a therapist, find someone to talk to. You may not need both therapy and medication, but some combination of those two elements might be helpful. Yeah, and it'll help everyone around you. Yes. <laughs> um, so he's still, he's still like, uh, this is a huge waste of my life, which he's not doing anything else. He's unemployed, and his girlfriend hates him. So... <laughs> Goes in, and there's a janitor mopping up. It's Morgan Freeman. They have kind of a weird exchange. Um, he asks him he, to wash the floors with him. To help him, yeah. yeah. And he's like, well, I'm kind of busy right now. I, uh, I'll i rain check you. And Morgan Freeman's like, yeah, sure. And then uh, Jim Carrey says very sarcastically, I'll see you at 7 on the 7th. Yeah, I'm free on the 7th at 7. There's a lot of 7s in this movie. If you're, uh, into, if you're into numerology... Number with religious significance, yeah. We know this, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he goes uh, He goes up the stairs, and uh, he runs into the electrician, and that's Morgan Freeman, too. Hey! <laughs> uh, he's like, well, this is a little weird. Um, and then he's like, well, this is a, a huge waste of time. I'm going to go. And Morgan Freeman says, well, the boss will see you now. And he takes off his electrician suit. He's got a full white-on-white suit um with black shoes uh, under it with black shoes unacceptable unacceptable uh, <laughs> i know it was the early 2000s but god <laughs> yeah unacceptable um but it's it's god yep he doesn't and believe him he doesn't believe him though how how could he really be god how could he really be god which is i think a normal grounded response yes um and so the way to test god <laughs> that bruce comes up with is uh how many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> yeah, and uh, he tries to trick him by changing it at the last second, and when he shows his hand, he has extra fingers. It's a whole thing. It's a whole <laughs> thing. And Bruce is uh, obviously freaked out. Yeah, and 
uh, God steps up real close to him again. They've just barely met each other. And he says, you've been doing a lot of complaining about me, Bruce, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> and when you think about the things God has apparently not gotten tired of enough to stop. <laughs> it's Bruce complaining. It's Bruce complaining. This is where and- I sense the male entitlement of like, if but- if God does come down, guys, I think it would be for me. <laughs> yeah both world wars he's like i'm gonna let this ride yeah yeah like, slavery just... <laughs> i'm gonna let this ride yeah um and so uh bruce just leaves um he's terrified he saw seven fingers on his hand he just leaves before god has a chance to explain things and he gets in his car he starts driving away uh he steps on the puddle again doesn't notice but he actually does not fall into the puddle because he can walk on water now ah! um and uh gets in the car and says, well, that's ridiculous. That wasn't God. If that's God, then I'm Clint Eastwood. Which is not a phrase anyone would say to himself out loud. No. <laughs> no, but it would be when someone is a professional impersonator. And that's one yes. of the ones that got him famous. <laughs> yes. And so we get some Jim Carrey, Clint Eastwood riffing. Which, honestly, uh, is pretty good. I yeah. liked it. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. <laughs> I liked the Clint Eastwood riffing. Yeah, he, he brandished a gun. He ran away with the gun. <laughs> Yeah. And made it finally uh, into a diner. Yes. That's where everybody okay. goes. Because sometimes you just need to, like, get a plate of French fries and think about your life. Yes. So he's in the diner. And he's like, wait, am I God? So tracing his thought process, he's like, I've got to figure out if I'm God or not. <laughs> so he does some, like, just basic telekinesis shit. Like, yeah. He's like, okay. Made the coffee creamer zoop, slide across the table into my hand. <laughs> Like, and, uh, you know, he makes the salt shaker slide across the table into his hand. And he's like, well, I guess I got to think of a different thing. So he gets his tomato soup at the diner. Tomato. And the, the, the red sea of soups. Yes. So he, he then, like, he uses his power. Wind starts blowing through the entire diner. <laughs> and he parts his soup, seeing the bottom of the bowl in the middle of the soup. Which I guess is kind of funny. Yeah. Clint Eastwood stuff was better. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was early 2000s. They had to show off their CGI. Yeah, and that's the thing is there are a couple moments in this film, definitely this one and then the scene in a minute where they're walking on water. The scene where they're walking on water in a minute, like obvious green screen yeah. of the Buffalo skyline. And then this, the 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 shot, the soup's eye view, the soup POV cam from the soup's fuck a fan contest pointed up at at Bruce at Bruce's face and hands. Like the proportions are off. It just does not work as a shot. No, no, but it does show the power though. I just want to keep. I just want to point out that it's taken half an hour for us to get to him being God. So and it hap- it happens a little faster than that in the film, but not a lot faster. No, no, yeah. At the twenty eight mark, at the twenty eight minute mark is when we finally meet God. We don't see yes. the actual acts of God until a little bit later, at least seven minutes later. So they're really banking on us, really rooting for him to stick through mm. this. At this point, that's when I checked how long it was because I was like, <laughs> this is taking a little while. About an hour forty five. folks. Yeah. hour forty five. Yeah. Um. So. Okay, so he's parting his soup. Morgan Freeman shows up, and he's like, look, now that you believe me, let's talk. Yeah. Actually, he says, come take a closer walk with me, which is God God reference. Um, 
And so Yeah, but he gives him rules. Because Two rules. Because God has rules. And what are the rules, Nadia? Don't tell anyone you're God. And don't mess with free will. You can't mess with free will. Yeah. This is a major plot uh, storyline on Supernatural, by the way. Yes. Can't mess with free will. Now, we'll find out kind of which, like, what not messing with free will means. He can't mess with free will. He can make his wife horny. Yeah. Like, and we'll talk about that in a moment. <laughs> yeah, so, so he, he gives Bruce these rules. He's like, okay, you're God now. I'm going to go take a vacation. And Bruce is like, what? God doesn't take a vacation. And Morgan Freeman says, yeah, he does. Don't you know about the Dark Ages? Also, what was the other thing? I think it's in this scene. Because where Bruce says the the fingers thing freaked me out. And God says, oh, yeah, I did that to Gandhi once. And he didn't eat for three days. Three weeks. Which, three weeks, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So, a couple things. One, uh, uh, Gandhi was was born into a Hindu family family. And would not have grown up believing in a monotheistic god. Right. Uh, so that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even put that together. That's really funny. Two, uh, uh, don't make jokes about Gandhi going on fasts. He was trying to fucking free India. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't a great man, though. He he did a lot of bad things to women. But, you know, look, in, look into that. So yeah. then begins the next month. Oh, sorry, just real quick. Was that Gandhi or Morgan Freeman? Both. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got to read about both. Uh, okay. Okay, so Bruce is God. So he now it it's now. another montage, but montage. this time set to, I got the power. <laughs> and hey, what do you do? You blow up the fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. You blow the woman's skirt up. You check out her ass and you say, and he saw that it, it was good. good. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh. You use your power to get, that's right, a slightly nicer shirt. Yes, with clouds on it. Get it? <laughs> and, you know, as all movies have, there's a revenge subplot. And, <laughs> and he sees... Yeah, I, w- I would like you to talk us through this scene, Nadia. So this is where I got mad. Because it's very, <laughs> very difficult for specifically Mexican people to find roles. The guy who plays the lead thug, that's his character's name... Uh, his uh, his real name is Hector. All of his characters are basically named Hector. If you could look on his IMDb, <laughs> most if not all of the roles that he's ever had is this v- variety of lo- is lead thug. Yeah, he's it's, only played it's lead thug. Very upsetting, and all the dudes are like giving each other like hugs and high fives because they're hilarious. This is not how we act. It's very upsetting. This is on par with sharks being in the mafia for me. <laughs> very upset but he has his moment of revenge and he's like you can all just apologize to me and i will forgive your transgressions and the lead thug guy is like fuck that i will apologize to you when a monkey comes out my ass and then bruce is like okay shouldn't have said that and so then unfortunately the man Poops at a monkey, which is the same monkey from Friends. So the connection to Jennifer Aniston. Connection. It's Marcel. It's yeah. Marcel. Uh, and the guy goes, homie, did that monkey just come out of your crack, dude? Yes, I wrote that line down as well. And then I wrote down the immediately following line, which is, this is some voodoo shit, vamanos. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that they brought yet another religion into this. Yeah. He but... said, it's el diablo. And they ran away. Uh 
He ran away. The monkey jumped back in the guy's ass uh, at the end of this scene. It's very unfortunate. Um, and so, uh, so then he gets home to um, Jennifer Ann. That's right, folks. There's more movie. Brings her some flowers. New breed of flowers he invented. Yeah, so a mixture and... of tulips and daisies called todaisies. Todaisies. Uh, and then uh, it's time for the sex scene. Get what song plays now? Uh, well, that would be Fat Boy Slim's Funk Soul Brother. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Uh, which is a choice. And uh, he, so there's a couple things going on in the sex scene. So, first of all, he decides, well, I'm sorry, it's not Fat Boy Slim right away. It's Barry White first, it's and Barry then White first. Um, it switches over to Fat Boy Slim. Yeah, and then we get um, to see how good Jim Carrey is at pantomiming. <laughs> because he, he goes to the window, <laughs> he goes to the window and starts messing with a lasso that's he needs to make the lasso longer so he moves it over in his hands and he it's it's like improv 201 shit yeah and he he, he, it's great though he's actually very good his prop work is great so he he pantomimes the lasso he throws it up to the moon and he pulls the moon closer not knowing that it's going to affect everyone and astrologers everywhere are freaking out but the moon is huge he's adding extra stars in the sky he's getting rid of clouds because he's god and he's god yeah and, uh, literally, Jennifer- literally lassoing the moon. Yeah. Um, which, like you said, astrologers are going nuts. Will also have a severe impact on the Earth's tidal activity later in the film. Yeah, I'm sure all women, all their periods are so off. The pe- the periods get all fucked up, man. <laughs> Everyone thinks they're pregnant. It's pandemonium. And uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston <laughs> comes out. And I don't know if you should cut that, but I I said it. No, we're ke- no, we're keeping it. <laughs> so Jennifer Aniston comes out, and she's like, "Oh, the, oh, that's how she acts. Oh, the yeah. moon. Oh, I've oh, never seen the moon. That's really big." And then he yeah. starts massaging her head, and it's sexy for some reason. And uh, then they have that, I guess, award-winning kiss. Yeah, that's so weird to me that that was that that kiss was considered notable in any way. It was gross. Like when you think when you think MTV Movie Award Best Kiss winner, the notebook. what kiss? Notebook's a good one. Twilight. I think Spider Spider Man, the first Spider Man, the Upside Down Kiss. That's a good one. Iconic, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You can picture it in your head. Do you when you think of Bruce Almighty, you fucking picture the kiss in your head? No. No, I actually try to not think about that kiss. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, as gross as that is, it's about to get grosser. Because while Bruce cannot manipulate free will, he can remotely finger his wife. <laughs> and so... <laughs> no! I really hope my mom's not listening to this. So, uh, so I, like, I don't even know how to explain this scene, but it's basically while she's in the bathroom getting ready uh, to fuck, mm-hmm. and he's in the bedroom getting ready to fuck, he is, again, through the door just, like, sending horny waves at her. Yeah. To also, get, to get. her getting ready is putting on lipstick, which you don't. Which do. seems Usually terrible you, idea. You take it off, but they, I don't <laughs> think they wanted to be realistic of what really happens in there. Terrible <clears throat> idea. Anyway, yeah. so he's he's like uh, remote pleasuring her and saying pleasure, 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 like uh, like a weird dude, and uh, <laughs> they fuck. Uh, they wake up the next day. The uh, news is on, and they're like, millions of people have been displaced by rogue tidal waves due to unusual lunar activity. Um, and 
Bruce and uh, Grace, uh, you know, they're made up, they're feeling good, and uh, Grace, for some reason, thinks her boobs have gotten bigger. I don't fully understand where the joke is here. Is it that he made her boobs bigger as God? Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. Um, and then he's like, I'm going to go get my job back. Yeah. It's a great series of events. <laughs> it's really good so, stuff. I feel like that's where Judd Apatow could have cut, but maybe he was the one who, like, added that. Oh, part. yeah. J- Judd Apatow, famous for cutting stuff. <laughs> Yeah, let me go. Let me go sit through all three hours of funny people again. Oh, I never want to see that movie again. Oh, please don't make me watch that for the pod. <laughs> we won't watch funny people for the pod. Okay, that's that's the probably should have promised, folks. Um, <laughs> we will probably watch like ten other Adam Sandler films. That's fine. Um, so he um, he makes he it to goes work. To, yeah, he he goes to well, he he's just hanging out by himself with a camcorder at oh, the. Yeah police canine training center where another you know another local features guy is doing a story and being god decides i'm gonna create a story right here and so he has (laughs) and honestly this is very funny i loved it one of the police dogs discovers jimmy hoffa's body (laughs) with his birth certificates and a full set of dental records full full set of dental records (laughs) that's really good so he gets um, his job back. Everybody applauds him. He gets his job back. We have yet another montage um, <laughs> where he's basically doing all these local news stories that turn into massive world-changing stories. Like he goes to the annual Mark Twain chili cook-off and he makes a meteor hit uh, <laughs> the earth. While he's dressed as Mark Twain. Yes. Um <laughs> And, uh, and then, uh, kind of most importantly, he decides he's going to go and get the anchor job, which means he needs to fuck over Steve Carell. Yes. And the best way to do that is to humiliate him. And look, I'm going to say it again. This scene's pretty funny. It's so good. Steve Carell is so good. This is his <laughs> I, big I breakout. I like to think this is what got him the office. Yeah. This is his big breakout role in general. So he, he, he gives his news piece, like, uh the what i forgot what it was like the police something happened and my tiny yeah, nipples just, went to france <laughs> yeah just bruce basically starts <laughs> fucking with the teleprompter and then getting steve carell to just messes with his voice takes him up like five octaves like starts having him do weird just incoherent outbursts great acting from carell yeah um and from and from jim carrey it's just it's so fucking funny it's seeing so him good. just go. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and then he like he farts, and the woman yeah. next to him, the hot fuckable one, is like Susan Ortega. Ortega, she's you know trying her best not to to totally freak out, and it, Evan's career is essentially over. Yeah, just he's destroyed on the air. Like it just clearly knows he's fucked over. Um. And then we go to uh, Fancy Dinner, right? Fancy Dinner's next? Yeah. Before that, uh, Jim Carrey sent his uh, Jennifer Aniston to a spa. And she took her sister, and they're having a really nice shiatsu massage. And she's like, he's totally different since he's gotten more success. He's more confident. He says that he's going to take me out for the most memorable night of our lives tonight. 
And her sister's like, you're definitely going to get proposed to. It's a proposal. Yeah, yeah. Obviously a proposal. Obviously. So they go to the fancy restaurant. Tony Bennett is singing. As himself. King. King. I King. love Tony Bennett. Holy seen shit. Him, seen him live twice. I've uh, seen him live twice. No kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, of course, because San Francisco, that's like his whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I saw one where he was with the symphony. It was so good. Nice, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a venue um, north of Chicago called uh, Ravinia. It's a lovely outdoor uh, pavilion. It's all nonprofit. Look it up, folks. It's very Ooh. nice. Uh, but he like played there every year for like <laughs> for like twenty years, and he's I think only a hundred and four years old now. Yeah, he's like um, eight hundred. So he has a great album this... with Lady Gaga. You gotta listen yes. to it. Yes. Um, anyways, he's great. King, love King, Tony we Bennett. love it. I, when he, you know that Tiffany Pollard meme where she's like, Beyonce? That was me, yeah. but it was Tony Bennett? Yeah. I forgot he was in this movie. Yeah, singing If I Ruled the World. Um, and uh, and Bruce, of course, knows him. Yeah. Because he's God. He's, he's like, God. thanks, Tony. How's it going? <laughs> and Jennifer Aniston is like, this is like the craziest night. I'm so horny for you. I love you. Right. Can't wait for this proposal that's definitely coming. Definitely going to happen. And Jim Carrey gets down on one knee and he tells her he got anchor. Boner killer. Price is right. Loser sound. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But but something else is happening at this dinner that kind of causes it to derail. Yeah. uh, Which is... Uh, he keeps hearing, and he's been, this has been going on for a little while. Um, he keeps hearing voices in his head. Yeah, and it's the voices of people praying. Mm-hmm. And so, you'll hear little snippets of someone being like, please help me get through this, or please give me the strength. It's very obvious, yeah. that, and he, the fact that he doesn't know what he's listening to is stupid. But he, yes. he starts like, screaming. Like, should have been, oh, I'm God. What's the first thing that's going to happen? Probably prayers. Probably going to get some prayers. Yeah. So he starts freaking out and yelling because he thinks people are yelling. Jennifer Aniston is just humiliated for more reasons than one. And he goes outside and God is there. And he's like, what's happening to me? And God's yeah, like, it yeah, takes him to dumbass. Um, takes him, yeah, takes him to uh, Mount Everest, right? Yeah. He's in Mount Everest. Yeah. Green screen and Mount Everest. And the other thing that um, that God says is, like, you're not hearing all the prayers in the world. You're hearing the prayers, like, from your neighborhood in Buffalo. Right. So he hasn't even expanded to the rest of yeah. the world. Or it would just probably kill him. Which, which would drive him insane, like Buffy in the episode where she can read minds. Right. Uh, and so... <laughs> So, uh, so he's like, okay, well, I gotta figure out how to deal with these prayers. So, um, he is thinking about how am I gonna organize them? Okay, I'm gonna get some files. No, that's not good. Uh, post-its. No, there's too many. There's just so many prayers. He's like, okay, I need something secure and compact. And so he lands on, uh, an, an email system, which is Yahoo, but instead of Yahoo, it's Yahweh. <laughs> you've got prayers. And it says you've got prayers. And I like to think I loved Yahweh. That the writers started with that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, doesn't wrote, this word look like Yahoo a little bit? Yeah, and then they were like they're like, Oh, it does look like Yahoo. That would be funny if it was Yahweh. And then they're like, What if we wrote a movie about a guy who became God? <laughs> <laughs> and he checked emails. 
and checked emails. So, um, so Bruce has this backlog of basically billions of pricks. Yeah, that the Revelation Superhighway. Yeah, that was another one of the jokes they started with. <laughs> um, so he gets ready to uh, answer the prayers. Um, he has Juan Valdez deliver some yep. <laughs> fresh roasted Colombian coffee. Of course he does. Uh, and then, uh, and you know, he just uh, types yes furiously through all of them. <laughs> and he has barely made a dent. Yeah, um, so he did what everyone avoids doing, which is pressing reply all. And just, yeah, just just saying everyone gets a yes. Automatic yes. You pray for it, you're going to get it. Um, and so I want to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> uh, because some of the shit that people pray for in this movie is insane. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this lady wants to lose weight with Krispy Kremes. Right. Uh, and so she prayed... To God that that would work. Right. And then another guy wanted to be taller. How do you, who prays that they become taller? Me. You're a, <laughs> you're a grown up praying to God that you get taller? I mean, we love a short king, but I don't, but I think that's a new, that's, that's a new, new thing. That's new. Short king is new. Yeah. Short king is new. So I understand. Yeah. Well, I mean, you heard uh. of Napoleon syndrome. Yes, no, I, I know. Yeah, but so. <laughs> um, so there's, there's, uh, so anyways, we hear this at a house party. There's just a house party in this movie. Yeah. In the, the middle of nowhere. The station is throwing it at, at, the, at the Vanderbilt estate. Yeah. To celebrate him becoming anchor. To celebrate him becoming anchor. So right. huge rager. Everybody's talking about like how they won the lottery because uh, everybody in the city apparently has won the lottery because they prayed for it. Right. Um, a very religious city, but yeah, also I don't know believers much about in Buffalo. the lottery. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know much about Buffalo. I went there once. I was the only person of color there for two days. And it was um, it was very Trump-centric. So, Interesting. Yeah. So there were, like, a lot of Trump flags at the time. I was a little scared. So, that is scary. Yeah, so I feel like maybe it is a religious town. But maybe it's the kind of religion where they're like, I want to kill gays minorities yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i don't uh, know i don't know if if he, if that means that if jim carrey is saying yes to all these innoc- innocuous ones people are dying then yeah. <laughs> there's definitely gonna be people getting murdered yeah um there's just there's so many lo- this is sorry this is dark and i'll probably cut it but there's so many moms praying for their sons to not be gay anymore oh that's so <laughs> sad Oh, that's so sad. Just those guys waking up being like, why am I straight now? This sucks. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so, but also at this party is Susan Ortega, Catherine Bell. Ortega. Uh, in a low-cut top, biting her lip. Yeah, her uh, titties were out. Her, t- <laughs> her titties, titties were, out. were out. And this is, again, that shit that I don't like where it's like, oh, a Latina a, a spicy sex uh, pot Latin temptress yes yeah uh and and uh and basically she i, I think she was wearing that because t- like the costume department couldn't put a big neon sign on her that said wants to fuck bruce right <laughs> but but uh she she begins to seduce him mm-hmm. uh meanwhile grace is at home watching tv and bruce is trying to reach her um the dog flips the channel over to the movie it's a wonderful life 
which is airing in the summer <laughs> because it's hockey playoffs. <laughs> and, he, and, he de- and they talk about the moon, lassoing it's the a, moon. It's, yeah, Jimmy Stewart lassoing the moon. I mean, you can do a, a good Jimmy Stewart impression, the I moon. know, but... The moon. <laughs> you want me to lasso the moon? <laughs> Anyways, so that spurs Grace to go to the house party, but she comes in too late because Susan Ortega, Ortega. has already put her mouth on Bruce's mouth. Her boca on his boca, and then, <laughs> and then cue Avril Lavigne's I'm with you. <laughs> oh, I love 2003. It's so uh, it's, <laughs> And so... Uh, so so basically, Bruce is miserable now because Grace hates him. Yeah, and, she she uh, tells him rightfully so. Yeah, by she the way. tells him off. He's been an asshole the last few days, and he says, and she's like, "I'm gonna leave," and he says, "You can't leave me. I'm the alpha lady. I'm the omega baby narcissist." Yeah, uh, I mean, that's really you can't come back from that. They didn't. Yeah, it does. There are parts of this script that maybe we're still on the first draft yeah uh, and so it was Aptel. <laughs> so uh he uh, basically there is an interesting uh visually because basically he decides to clear out the party so he just turns on the sprinkler system mm-hmm. a cleanse and he just he sits in the vanderbilt house miserable by himself on the couch getting soaked and then god shows up and i did like the visual of bruce on the couch soaked and god of course is perfectly dry yeah um yeah, that was and, nice. And he's like, you know, how do I make her love me? Like, she's she'll take me back, though, you know. I, and he's like, no, I don't. Would you don't take know. you back? And he's yeah. like, well, I mean, if I can't mess with free will. Well, the, the exact line is, how do you make somebody love you without affecting free will? And God says, welcome to my world, son. It's like, yeah. hmm. Cue a song hmm. where it's the lyrics are there's a God shaped hole in all of us. Uh, <laughs> I'm God and you're God. That one. Yeah. No, that's Vertical uh, Horizon. That comes later. Oh, that's later. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, I knew the music cues. It was really, really weird. It's 2003. Yeah. Uh, so we have another montage. Um, yeah. And uh, Grace. Uh, is just living her best life without Bruce. Yes, go um, queen. She's she's going running, terrible running form. Ironically, like Phoebe in that <laughs> one episode of Friends. <laughs> she doesn't even put her hair up; it's down all around her face. She's gonna get sweaty, and she's terrible sees form. Bruce and Grace uh, etched into a tree, which is fucked yes. up. And then the next tree says forever, and all subsequent trees say and ever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah, and ever. God. God is like, you can't affect free will, but you can gaslight people. Yes. God is a man yeah, in God this movie. I met God. He's, he's a dude. He's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> he's Morgan Freeman. Um, I mean, we all know that God is a woman. I mean, Ariana Grande told us that. Ariana Grande said God is a woman. Uh, Ariana Grande, the singer, not my daughter, Ariana Grande, Ginocchio. But the... the uh, so, like, he's affecting the ads on the radio that's like, well, it's a beautiful day to forgive Bruce. Yeah, um, he's doing you know, a, he's... one of those infomercials about a CD compilation with all yeah. uh, Bruce-centric songs. If you can't be with the one you love, love Bruce. <laughs> and um, Bruce is so horny, he love you long time. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
uh, he makes it just dial one nine hundred forgive him. Um, he makes the birds spell out call him when they're flying, um, and, and uh, then eventually. Because nothing is happening, he stalks her and comes to her place of business. Yeah, just it shows up. Yeah, insane. Shows up to her place of work, which is a daycare, by the way. So just like unauthorized adults just going in and out. <laughs> yeah, and he, uh, you know, he tries to make small talk with her and immediately tells her that he misses her. Anyone who has dated a man like this knows <laughs> the dread that she must have felt. And he eventually tried to use his god powers on her and was just like, "Love me, love me," and. It, didn't doesn't work she did doesn't work she did but she done now yeah um meanwhile everybody's like wow it really feels like the world's gone mad which in 2003 yeah uh is adorable it's really uh, sweet and that comes to a head on bruce's first night as anchor also just a side note the entire all of the events of this movie seem to take place in like a week and a half yeah yeah it's super fast also <laughs> we very... you know what i just realized is we forgot that when he was showing off his powers he was on top of a tower saying i'm bruce almighty and we love when people say the title of the movie Oh, but don't worry, there's going to be another time where they say the title of the movie coming up. Exactly! <laughs> you you have to, you, you need to catch at least one, but as long as you catch one, you're fine. <laughs> like, wow, that's a real shark tale. <laughs> and so... Yeah, so, so he's about to go on as Anchor his first night. They get through the intros. He looks like a jerk in the photo that they take of him. <laughs> and... The purge is happening outside. It's the fucking purge of Buffalo. Buffalo citizens are pissed because they all won the lottery, so they all won seventeen dollars each. And and also the the Sabers just won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and you know as most cities do, they turn into a riot and, and shout their names, and uh, insane like <clears throat> everything burning. Yeah, they're, like, they're lighting everything on fire. They tear down the bruce uh, the jim carrey billboard, uh, billboard. Yeah. i don't know why i said bruce willis in my brain he he calls it possibly the biggest breaking news story the town has ever seen i'm like motherfucker it's a stanley cup riot yeah like, <laughs> yeah i mean you've seen what happens in boston it can't be that bad it can't yeah. be as bad as boston <laughs> Just, just we're speaking from a place where where Nadia six months ago had to evacuate her home because the National Guard was occupying her street. Right, exactly. So fuck you. Then uh, he leaves. He leaves his big break. Yeah, leaves leaves the station in the middle of the broadcast and just goes out into the town square, which is, by the way, very obviously the town square from Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, they definitely shot that. <laughs> it's the on... clock tower. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, that's the Warner Brothers lot. So <laughs> yes, um, and uh, and he just yells God, and he shows up all of a sudden in God's office, and do you know what God says? It's Bruce Almighty. He says, hello there, Bruce Almighty. And I was, I, I literally wrote down, there it is, baby, there it is. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, all right, I, I've had enough, you know, w there's the prayers, it's too much. I gave everything, I gave everyone everything they wanted. I said yes to all the prayers, and God is like, no, that's not the way that it works, you dumb, dumb idiot. <laughs> And he says, the, people want me to do everything for them, but what they don't realize is that they have the power to do whatever they want, which makes oh, no sense because of the lottery? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, 
and it's like, look, look, <laughs> this is where, this is why we pick the movie is this scene right here is where Morgan Freeman gives this monologue where he says, look, people keep looking to me for the miracle. They have to be the miracle. A single mom who works two jobs and still has time to take her kids to soccer practice. That's a miracle. Teenager who says no to drugs and yes to an education. That's a miracle. It's like, okay, but you, as God, seem to be okay with the world where a single mom has to work two jobs. Yeah. And where a teenager could say yes to drugs. And by the way, those aren't individual problems. Those are the result of larger forces that one individual can't change by himself. Exactly. And the real miracle about the one with the teenager is that he can do both. Right. <laughs> and it's okay. Get high. It's fun. Um, so <laughs> no, but, um, but like, the message here is like, yeah, no, I don't give people what they pray for. I, they need to do it themselves. Yeah. I'm not listening to your prayers. I'm not helping you. You are alone. Every problem you have is individual and not systemic. Uh, so just get a second job if things are hard. I'm God. Yeah. Like, and that's sucks. such a shitty message. It really does suck. It really goes against also just the idea of like a all loving God because I don't I don't really think if I don't really think that's love. <laughs> it's like, like look, we're okay. So Nadia and I are still locked in our homes, right? right. Mm-hmm. Because there's still fucking COVID out there, and now there's like new COVID also, which I'm not thrilled about. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, it's bad. <laughs> But, like, part of the reason why um, we're still locked in our homes and, like, every other country except the UK has uh, figured it out is because our public health infrastructure failed, right? We needed leadership at a national level, and we had the absolute worst person for the job as president, and he failed. Yes. Like, he didn't care, and he didn't take the necessary steps to um, mitigate the disease. I'm not sitting here now in the middle of a pandemic saying, well, I guess I better be the miracle. (laughs) Like, there are problems that an individual being the miracle cannot solve. I mean, we are fed this kind of garbage during COVID times, which is you you can fix the problem by stopping the spread when the real problem is that people are not getting paid to stay home. Right. You know what I mean? Pay people to stay home. Get high and pay people to stay home. <laughs> Two messages. Yeah, so so I get that. I, I, I didn't see it that way when I was watching it. I was seeing it more on the level of just it being really shitty that people are in this by themselves. Like yes. on an individual basis, not even systemically. Where it's like, oh, you hurt somebody? That's, I like... that wasn't me so you have to take responsibility like I like that idea but I don't like the idea that like oh you know I'm poor and that's my problem right (laughs) like what the fuck is that it's like a mom who has to work two jobs hey how about a boss that pays people a living wage can we have that miracle I'm allergic to peanuts I this is suffering (laughs) you know what I mean it's dumb shit like that Anyways, so um, uh, Bruce, uh, Vertical Horizon starts playing. Hell yeah. And uh, Bruce is like, okay, I'm going to try to be God the right way. Um, so he unplugs his prayer computer, which hilariously is a gateway. 
<laughs> on a on a power uh, a power strip. A which, power strip, yeah. Which only has one thing in it, which I loved. Um, and <laughs> that's right. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then he's like, okay, well, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna teach my dog how to piss properly, and I'm gonna. Um, hang out with this homeless guy i'm not gonna like give the homeless guy a place to sleep or anything like that i'm gonna like stand and hold a sign next to him that says what he said um because that's the same that's like the same that's the same um can build him a house in 10 seconds i'm god but okay um and then he finds out that uh grace who is still not back together with him has been praying for him uh and it's idiotic that this would never have occurred to him before this moment yeah when all she does is talk about god and uh and so he uh zooms in on grace as she's praying and she's praying for help letting bruce go yeah because she doesn't love him well she loves him still but she doesn't want to hurt anymore which is a really Mm. sad thing because she's clearly Mm. the victim of narcissistic abuse (laughs) (laughs) so what the fuck i don't i can't i can't root for this i also want god to take this power away but this yeah. is eventually what makes him be like okay i don't want to be god anymore i don't want to hear this i don't want to be god anymore goes out into the rain and says i don't want to be god anymore i surrender to your will and again god's will uh was i'm just not going to do anything that's established that's in the film morgan freeman's already said that so bruce gets hit by a truck uh, yeah yeah he thinks it's the light of god but it's the truck headlights it's it's a truck um and so god uh talks to bruce and he says like uh you know you're you're a special guy bruce you're very funny i like you um and uh and he's like but i want you to pray what do you want to pray for and so he prays for grace and it's, it's kind of a nice moment i cried where, yeah where he prays for grace like no i want grace to be happy i want her to meet someone who's going to Treat her the way she deserves. It's gonna see her as you see her. I loved that, and I really wish that she had had a new boyfriend at the end of the movie. Yeah, but it's not what happens, because it turns out Bruce is not dead. He gets revived at the hospital. He also um, uh, gets a blood transfusion, because Grace donated blood to save him, which is actually a callback to something earlier in the film that we didn't mention, because we didn't care about it. (laughs) Um, But... Uh, in any event, um, he is, he comes out of it, not God, but a changed man, mm-hmm. still doing features reporting, uh, for the, uh, local news station, and he's at, a, his final scene is at a local blood drive, and he's like, remember everybody, be the miracle. Yeah. Oh, and they're engaged. Oh, and they're, yeah, that's right, they're engaged. He's like, I'm getting my blood drawn twice this week, because, Apparently, you still have to get tested for syphilis before you get married in Buffalo in 2003. (laughs) I really hate the ending of this movie. I think the overall message that I am sending out is that Jennifer Aniston deserved better. Yeah. Uh, She, I mean, what if you accept, though, that she's the same character and he's just not that into you? Where? (laughs) Where he doesn't, yeah, it's the exact, oh, no, yeah. She ends up. She ends up with Ben Affleck after this. Well, it at is, least Jim like, Carrey has normal-sized teeth. I think... <laughs> Does he or are they a little big? They're Jim Carrey perfect. Okay. They're but less like, disturbing it, than tiny teeth. Yes, very true. There, There is something to be said for, like, I think this movie... It would have been a risky move, but a very interesting one. And I think, in my opinion, a better one to have Grace end up with someone new at the end. Yes, it would have been really great. 
But there's a yeah. lot of things that they cut from the movie that were actually really dark. The the first is when um, Steve Carell is doing his anchor man thing. They actually set him on fire. And, oh, God. Yeah, and, and his brain kind of explodes, and he has, like, blood coming out of his nose. It's part of the, the deleted scenes, I think. And then okay. the other one is he was making Susan Ortega orgasm on camera. Oh, okay. So he did the pleasure, pleasure, pleasure thing to her, too. So, like, I, they cut out a lot of the darker plot elements. So if they I, had, maybe they do have that version of this at the end. I don't know. Ima- imagining, like, oh, can I watch that particular scene somewhere? Is that on YouTube or something? I or saw a screenshot of it online, so it must be out there. <laughs> it's just a gif on it's the one gif they actually still allow on tumblr since they got rid of all the porn there's um, still gifs so... they're they're just black and white now <laughs> it's still it's still out there every so often i'll, I'll uh, load up my dashboard and there's just like a penis i'm like ugh, but it's black and white and i'm like well at least it's kind of artsy it's yeah it's artistic scrolling away now <laughs> <laughs> so uh should we talk about reviews i would love to talk about reviews so, uh, going back to another staple of the podcast, one of my favorite sources of reviews, beloved film reviewer for many years. Yay! I'm talking, of course, about the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Oh, I thought uh, you were going to read Roger Ebert. Nope, USCCB. <laughs> Truly some of the shittiest people in the world, by the way. I just, you know, I've really gotten frosted on them in the past year, but... Uh, <laughs> But let's read their review of this movie about God. So as a reminder, we read their review actually for Juno, uh, which they loved the uh, quote-unquote pro-life message of. Mm -hmm. And then we read their review of The Invention of Lying, which they did not enjoy. No. Um, So let's see what they say about Bruce Almighty. They say, quote, Carrie is the weak link in an otherwise entertaining film. So right away. No! Right away. He's the thing that's keeping this whole thing together. Strongly disagree. Other way around. (laughs) He is so concerned with doing his patented rubber-faced routine, a shtick that is quickly growing stale, that he never fully surrenders to the role. Just so dumb. Wow. The review goes on. Uh, While the movie is not without moments of schmaltiness and sheer silliness, beneath its irreverent facade... The film addresses faith issues with an unfeigned sincerity and seriousness. That's rare in an industry which, at best, treats expressions of faith as window dressing. Such topics as prayer, usually anathema, play a pivotal role in the narrative. Regrettably, this otherwise genuinely religious film is tarnished by some language and an implied sex scene which easily could have been eliminated without hampering the flow of the story. Throughout the film, Shadyak returns to the age-old question of free will, (laughs) the one boundary Bruce cannot overstep or interfere with. Bruce commiserates with God, pondering the question that has baffled philosophers and theologians for centuries. How do you make someone love you without affecting their free will? Ah, there's the rub. What? More than anything else, the film deems laughter a holy act and regards the soul as somehow hot-wired to the funny bone. In fact, late in the film, God reprimands Nolan for poo-pooing the goofy segments he did on the nightly news. Far from being unimportant, they were infinitely valuable because they made people happy. You have a divine spark to bring joy and laughter into the world. Amen to that. So okay, kinda... I agree. I agree with the end because that's yeah. what we do on the podcast. God sent us to do this. God <laughs> sent us to do this podcast. And if you don't like the podcast, that's fine, yeah. but you're going to hell. <laughs> it's going to have, we're going to have it's the a, probably should a logo right next to yeah. your name on St. Peter's list. Is it a sin 
not to listen to Probably Shoulda and to tell your friends about it. Yes. Yeah. It's a sin. Mm -hmm. You need to confess. Um, so the bishops kind of like this one. For some reason, they thought Carrie was the weak link. Carrie's actually the strongest part of this yeah, film, like, yeah. by a lot. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. So, uh, what do you have on your end from commonsensemedia.org? Well, I, a lot of people were just focusing on the sex scene, so I had a lot to filter through to find something interesting. Some interesting and unique point of views is what I generally look for on Common Sense Media, which is very difficult because, again, it's user- reviews so i found one from a 16 year old that gave it five stars i okay i feel like that's fair when you're 16 uh they said a religious comedy with jim carrey wow i love it i am very thankful they made this i wish they made more movies like this there's no detail of what they mean so (laughs) i got to an adult's review adult's were writing essays about this. A lot of them were very angry about uh, them saying, oh my God, so much in the movie, the sex scene especially. So this person wrote the following and gave it three stars. The two main characters used the Lord's name in vain several times. Jim Carrey's character was very disrespectful to God. And Jim Carrey and Jennifer (laughs) Aniston lived together without being married. That's uh, that's not as bad a sin as not listening to the podcast, but it is, like, <laughs> right behind it. That is what is going on all over the world by unsaved as well as saved people. Oh, boy. So why do I say this movie has a great message? Because what we don't often see in movies are characters who are so blatantly anti-God turning to God by the end of the show. Jim Carrey did an excellent job playing a man who was angry with God for how life is going. Jennifer Aniston did a spectacular job of not preaching at her boyfriend as he fell into an abyss of his own making. And she maintained her sense of peace and good boundaries as he was doing so. That I do agree with. I believe the message that came through loud and clear is, see, this is where we are wrong, Tony. God is real and and we should pray for his will and that he answers those prayers. There were, there were some moments of obvious Jim Carrey humor, such as the monkey coming out of someone's rear end and a breast scene clothed. But all in all, I believe older kids and adults should be able to watch this and take away a message of what a relationship with God entails and the peace that comes with such a relationship. What is a breast scene clothed? Like, it wasn't like bare breasts. She was right. She was wearing a titty shirt. They're talking uh, about oh. Susan Ortega and her titties. Catherine Bell on Jag, uh, she's she pretty good-looking lady. Uh, and so, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't watch that. Uh, yeah, no, I don't watch Jag either. Um, also, <laughs> it's been off the air for like a decade. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any... So, so uh, God is real, and she's a God woman. is real, but he doesn't care. And so, <laughs> what? What? Here's here's where I'm going with this. Here's okay. where I'm going with this. Bruce unplugs the computer, right? Right. He's like, I'm not listening. To, it's just him as God saying, I am not listening to your prayers anymore. Right. In fact, he's he says specifically, if you don't like it, megabyte me, which kind of a groaner line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's considered <laughs> that's considered a good thing mm-hmm. in the movie when God stops. Not only answering your prayers, but even uh, considering what they are or that they exist. Yeah. That's when fucking Vertical Horizon's playing. Right. That's fucked up to me. 
That is fucked up, but that's why Oprah sold a lot of books with the, yes. with the secret and stuff. So that we all, I think we all kind of know that that kind of bullshit that they teach us in school of like if you pray your prayers will come true a lot of it there is there is a sense of like i have to do some things myself i mean i get it i get it i would get it if he kept reading them but didn't respond (laughs) yeah no no he was just like sent to trash yeah i would like god to at least read the prayer (laughs) yeah yeah that's fair that's fair but he doesn't (laughs) yeah (laughs) In this universe. He's trying to fuck Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is is that a... The weird thing is that that's probably not the overall moral that this story is trying to give out. It's when we found. But it's depressing with just the way the world declined since this movie was made. It is insane to be like, and now we've come to the climax of the film. Everything is going wrong. There's like a hundred angry people in the town square because the hockey team won. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, uh, that's adorable. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't really know. I don't think the message was clear, except obviously it be, be the miracle, but that doesn't make sense. It's pretty broad. It's pretty broad. So I, I didn't take anything away from this, except that Jennifer Aniston deserved better. Jennifer Aniston deserved better, but you know what I took away from it? I'm glad Steve Carell got his career uh, Yeah, rolling. and Evan Almighty Good. was, of course, the sequel that bombed really hard. Yeah, it t- did terribly. <laughs> nobody and remembers it. Nobody remembers it, but in 2012, there was talk of Jim Carrey reprising his role as Bruce Almighty in Bruce Almighty 2, he declined it right after the success of this one because he's like, I didn't want to play the same character twice. But because maybe... Oh, really? Well, where was this when Ace Ventura and When Nature Calls came out? <laughs> I think he that one was so poorly reviewed that that's probably why. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but now, who knows? It, I mean, that was in 2012 and there hasn't been any updates about it, but... Well, there's still talk of Wedding Crashers 2 as well. So I tell you what, if they reopen theaters and we get Bruce Almighty 2 and Wedding Crashers 2 I'm there. coming out, same time, I'm there. I will fucking fly back to LA and see him with you. <laughs> that would be so cool. Me, me, it's just like me and the boys, the second we get the vaccine, it's just us sitting in a theater. <laughs> at the arc light. What, at the arc light watching fucking Bruce Almighty 2. <laughs> Wedding Crashers 2. <laughs> With a Toblerone. <laughs> that would actually be really nice. I'm going to manifest that since God doesn't I mean, exist and doesn't listen to my prayers. <laughs> I, I would uh, I would enjoy that very much. Folks, that's probably should. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Follow us on uh, those things. Subscribe to the podcast on whatever uh, app you use for podcasts. Leave us a review if you can. We love you. We'll see you next week. Amen. If God had a name, what would it be and would you call it to his face? If you were-